Bridge Bank helps breakthrough ideas actually break through and remains dedicated to providing financial solutions to the risk takers, the game changers, and the disruptors. Bridge Bank, a division of Western Alliance Bank. Bridge Bank, be bold, venture wisely. Hey, what's up? I'm Erica Cruz Guevara, the host of The Bay. Donations keep independent journalism alive and healthy. And you support outstanding journalism when you support KQED. So if you haven't yet, check out donate.kqed.org slash podcasts. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcasts with an S. From KQED. I'm Erica Cruz Guevara and welcome to the Bay. Local news to keep you rooted. The numbers just keep going up. Thousands of people have been laid off from Bay Area-based tech companies in recent months. It's catching some employees by surprise and leaving others with a bad taste in their mouths. And for an industry that's really transformed life in the Bay, you gotta wonder, what ripple effects could these layoffs have? This industry has brought such immense wealth and you know, innovation. It's really created a lopsided power balance between where these companies are and the people and places that are tied to it. Whether you work in tech yourself, watched downtown San Francisco transform with the rise of Twitter and Salesforce, or watched your rent rise, living here means we've all been touched by tech. So today, what in the world is going on in tech? Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Hi there, I'm Randa Fattah from Throughline. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. I feel like there was sort of always this perception of tech work, that it was sort of like this adult playground, this work with lots of perks, this very stable work, and also the future of work. Can you talk about that first and like that perception of tech work long before this round of layoffs. Yeah, I think the the stereotype or the image that you're painting, Erica, is very much based on, I think, Google and what people have heard or seen maybe in pop culture. This is Kevin Vu Nguyen, a reporter based in the Bay Area whose work has appeared in the San Francisco Standard, The Guardian, and The Sacramento Bee. Google was very more or less the first to kind of be upfront about spending on perks. 
cafeterias, buses, nap pods, you name it. And when Google became one of the most successful companies in the world, that just became the status quo of the industry. But I should point out, you know, I've, I've worked in the industry for, you know, seven years before going into journalism that, you know, that's not necessarily true for the bulk of tech workers. It might be true for those at brand name companies. But yeah, tech workers, they have some of the highest salaries in our region. CEO pay or executive pay has ballooned, you know, by the hundreds of percents since the early 2000s. It is an industry that is um, pumped with wealth, pumped with growth. Their products have almost taken over the world. And I don't think that's hyperbole to say. What do we know about how many people have been laid off in tech? It's the biggest names that have been doing it these last couple months. You know, Salesforce cut 10% of their workforce. Amazon announced earlier this month they would lay off 18,000 workers. Microsoft chopping 10,000. Alphabet, which is Google, cut 12,000 employees very recently. And even like Spotify announced that they would even cut uh, 6% of their staff. So it's, yeah, the who's who. Since November of 2022, Bay Area-based tech companies have laid off almost 60,000 people. That's according to layoffs.fyi, a website that has tracked tech layoffs since the start of the pandemic. What kind of jobs are we talking about here? No department really is left untouched. You know, as people are tracking the Google layoffs, even high performers in certain teams are getting laid off. So it's hard to say, Erica, specifically what job functions there are. You know, it's not the same across the board. Every company has their own situation. It depends on what products they want to keep betting on. I will just say that consistently we can see a lot is in like recruiting, people ops, stuff like that. Well, I want to transition to what we know about why this is happening. Why are so many people getting laid off, Kevin? I think the core of this discussion, Erica, is really comes down to perception versus reality. And I'll start with like perception, right? Listeners have probably seen or heard all of these CEOs kind of quietly acknowledging that this was their fault, right? That they were maybe overly optimistic. CEO Sundar Pichai said the tech giant expanded too quickly during the pandemic and now must refocus its business. Mark Zuckerberg announced the layoffs to his employees today saying, quote, I want to take accountability for these decisions and for how we got here. I'm the founder and CEO. I'm uh, responsible for, for the health of our, our company, um, for our direction. This was ultimately my call. Let me just add some context. You know, from 2019 to now, a company like Amazon doubled its employees from, you know, 800,000 to, you know, 1.6 million. Meta and Facebook did the same. So in that sense, when you when you hear, you know, the CEO saying, okay, we were overly optimistic about our growth, okay, that, that checks off. You guys literally did just double your workforce in a very short amount of time, banking on that, okay, the company needs this extra labor uh, to meet new demands of a new economy. But like, these companies are no longer the sexy startups they once were with unlimited potential for growth. I think we're seeing it's very much like a domino effect the same way as it was during the onset of the pandemic, which was to hire, to hire, 
higher, 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 and then now you're seeing the opposite of it. That's something we're just going to have to continue to watch what these companies are betting on. You know, Microsoft, while they cut 10,000 jobs, they just also splurged, um, coincidentally, you know, $10 billion into AI. One other reason I keep hearing is this fear of a recession. How much is that playing a factor in these layoffs? We hear the, the looming recession often cited, but it's hard to say if that's actually going to happen. Because if you look at unemployment, the unemployment rate in this country, it's still very low. It's only, as of December, 3.5% versus you know 12% back in 08. You know, inflation and interest rates are up which are things to point to in terms of, you know, Silicon Valley and venture capital tightening its belt. But these companies are still profitable. It can't all be about saving costs at one point. You know, it could just be a business strategy now. These companies realizing, hey, coming out of this pandemic, we don't have this, you know, sunny optimism, pure ramp that we thought we had. Um, It's time to start rethinking what we want to focus on. And I think you kind of, you mix all of that together and you're, you're seeing what we have now. Well, at the end of the day, this is having an impact on actual people. So I want to talk about what this means for workers. Getting laid off sucks. I'm curious, how freaked out are people? Like, what are you hearing from the folks that you talked with? For, you know, workers I talked to, I think it goes back to a generational thing. There are people who are going through this for the first time, who are you know, in for a sort of awakening that this endless success, um, limitless growth that they have known for the past decade is very unnatural. But I also, you know, I want to zoom out and just talk about workers in general and that I think we should also remember that even though tech labor isn't as organized as other industries, that they had been accumulating, you know, more bargaining power in addition to higher salaries and benefits this past decade that are at risk as well. People forget that in 2018, thousands of employees pressured Google to drop a lucrative Department of Defense contract, citing the company's own motto saying, don't be evil. So when you take a step back, I think the endless optimism that these companies project in order to attract workers and investors, that should always probably be taken with a grain of salt. And internally, I think, for those that remain or those who are going to be going to other companies, that what you're going to be asked to do in terms of job responsibilities is going to is going to be re-examined as well. You know, just think about what Elon Musk told his remaining Twitter employees. You know, he wants them to be more badass, work more hours, do more things. So yeah, I mean, there's a lot for workers to think about. Well, let's talk briefly about the job market for these folks, because I have to imagine that a lot of highly skilled and very qualified people are now competing for the same jobs. Is there a sense that maybe now's just not a good time to be in tech anymore? Even though job postings are down from the pandemic era boom that we just talked about, it's still higher than pre-pandemic levels. There are jobs out there. You just have to kind of think about the job, the market differently now. You know, I talked to a, an engineering professor here at San Jose State. I asked him, what, what are you telling your students now in the wake of like all these brand names that they, they would normally just start to flock towards? Like, what are you telling them? And he's saying, you know, 
go to different industries. There is still a tech need. There is a need for, um, you know, in healthcare or retail. So I think that's something that people who are in need of work, you know, need to be thinking about. I want to talk about the ripple effects of these layoffs beyond the world of tech. I mean, whether or not we like it, I feel like tech has become a really huge part of life here in the Bay Area and all the change that's happened here. So how how might we as a region maybe feel the effects of these layoffs more broadly? We are literally seeing the physical effects of changes in the industry and how they can literally ripple out to everything else here. The fact that just downtown San Francisco is completely hollowed out now, what that does to the city's budget in terms of you know tax revenue. When a city places all of its eggs in one basket, I mean, the inverse of that is catastrophic. While this industry has brought such immense wealth and you know, innovation to the world, you know, it's really created a lopsided like power balance between where these companies are and the people and places that are tied to it. So that's something that certainly if cities and people weren't thinking about it before, that is something that they should be cognizant of now because we are literally paying the price for it as a community. That was Kevin Vu Nguyen, a reporter based in the Bay Area, whose work has appeared in the San Francisco Standard, The Guardian, and The Sacramento Bee. This 37-minute conversation with Kevin was cut down and edited by our intern, Jalen Herdman, and our senior editor, Alan Monticilio. Producer Maria Esquinka scored this episode. If you're new to the Bay, Welcome. We're a local news podcast based in the Yay area that highlights the big and the small stories of our region. We drop new episodes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And each new episode has the goal of rooting you in the community and showing you what's happening across the region. If you're not already, subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever it is that you're listening so you never miss a beat. I'm Erica Cruz Guevara. Thank you so much for listening. Peace. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member. Get special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks.